You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back and welcome to season three of 50 Plus a Tip. I am joined by Riley. Hi, it's amazing we still have listeners. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Amazing you're still here. Honestly. <laughs> I'd like to thank my mom for raising such a gem. <laughs> such a chur. Um, So what have you been up to this September? Is we, we kind of took off a bit of August and half of September. So what did yeah. you get up to the end of, uh, end of summer? Um, I just finished up my exams, um, which went, I mean, it was okay. Uh, I got what I needed to. And then, uh, yeah, I went on an uh, eight-day road trip to the Kootenays. I know I said, uh, what did I say? Fuck, did I get it wrong Again? again? Really I do this every time. Like and you I actually like, did up. the trip already. Like, I, 100%. <laughs> okay, no, I, I kept saying Kamloops. We went to the Kootenays. So we did like um, Nelson, New Denver. We did some natural hot springs, a natural water slide. It was pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I've started. Oh, at the end of that, we went ended up in Penticton. Nice. And there was uh, a Bob Ross art exhibition on, the first one that has there has ever been that's crazy and it's, and it's going yeah it's traveling around the world and it started in Penticton random um, it was just by donation which was really dope so we went in You're like we have three quarters yeah <laughs> yes we are <laughs> vagabonds yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah so they had the picture that he did I guess during the series and then next to it was a plaque with like one to three of his like best quotes from that uh, series or like cool. from that from the episode dope Yeah, so I I actually left that feeling super euphoric and like I had just meditated for an hour. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so you guys weren't showering, right? Um, No, not really, but we were were swimming in a lake every day. With soap? No. Oh. (laughs) So, like, were you guys still, like, like, boning? I was, like, baby wiping myself. Oh, okay. sure. Was he, though? Did he baby wipe his ball sacks? (laughs) (laughs) Good callback. It's a little throwback to season two. Um, Yeah, you guys sent sent the group that photo of your guys' like greasy ass hair. I was like, ew, and all I think it was like nasty ass pubic hair. And I was like, no, like, (laughs) I'm glad you guys are so in love, but like, give it a couple years. (laughs) For sure. Um, I mean, my hair was definitely like the greasiest part of me. Yeah, no, your actual life's cute. Yeah, you cut off all your hair. That was new too. Yeah, I got like a little bob. A little bob, which was fun. Um, that's exciting. I also changed up my hair because, as you know, I've been trying to slowly go blonde. So that's also a very big process. And then doing that, I lost a lot of my length. I lost like nine inches on my hair. So I threw in some extensions, some nano extensions. So it's been nice to like have hair back again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I like it for the summertime. I'll probably go back to my natural dark in the fall or winter. Oh my God, do not do it in the fall. Why? Because that was such a process. And I know, and then I have for like, like a month and then like, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine, I'll wait till the winter. Um, I just like darker hair. I just think it's sexier on girls, even though blonde definitely does sell better Yeah. Um, in the industry, I find. Um, yeah. But then thankfully, my girlfriend Tiffany, she, um, she sells Monet products. And they have been amazing. They've been a lifesaver. Um, I started using their split end uh, men- mender. Mm-hmm. 
and you put it on after I, I put it on after my shower. I run it through my hair, and um, it just makes such a difference. It's so silky afterwards. So if you guys are interested in getting Monet products, they also are starting with uh, facial products as well. I hit up my girlfriend Tiffany, and her Instagram is at Tiffany T I F F A N Y period Yolanda Y O L A N D A underscore. And just DM her, and you can let her know 50 Plus of Tips sent you, and um, she can tell you all about the hair and face products they have. But yeah, Monet has been a huge lifesaver for all the damage I did going blonde, um, for sure. And then also, other things that are new, I bought a car. Yes, you did, finally. You've been thinking about this for I know, months. I know, um, but it's just because I never drive my car, right? So I was like, do I need a new one? And then um, I was like, fuck, I should. I should just like... Yeah, throw some money at a car. It's something reliable and whatever. So I ended up getting a Toyota Corolla hatchback um, SE upgrade. And um, it's super cute. It's nice. It's like all like the top end of the, like, whatever it's called. Um, of its range? No, like the... Um, like the gizmos and gadgets inside. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, of like Sorry, it has like gizmos, top notch yeah, gizmos like, and gadgets. Yeah, it has like the Apple Play and all that stuff. Um, and it, yeah, so that was exciting to have finally like a new car because I never bought like a brand new car before. I always buy used. Yeah, I've um, never bought a brand new car either. Yeah, so that's exciting. Tell, and then I like the first time I drive someone in it, I, I drive a girlfriend back from a gig, and she's like, "Why do you drive this car?" She's like, "Why don't you drive like a G wagon?" I was like. Okay, excuse me. I was like, this is a nice, reliable car. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, get out. Walk. I'm trying to be an adult. <laughs> I really was. I totally would love a G-Wagon, but my parents were like, be responsible, get a Toyota, resale value, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it's cute. And then the first like couple days, my tire fucking popped. And I was like, oh great. And then this week, my rims got busted on a curb. But I was like, what is wrong with this car? <laughs> but it's, that was my fault. I can't blame the car on that one. Ooh. I mean, you can. I blame the car. <laughs> also, no, kind of the car because they're like low um, profile tires, so they're like easier to get like damage, yeah. right? Than like my like regular tires. That's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> anyway, um, have you been working lots lately? No, not at all, really. I think I've worked like it's like that's nothing new for these listeners. <laughs> that's like response every time. It's like, like why is this sex worker on there? She never works. <laughs> she just has sex. Literally, <laughs> we have traded places from last year. I mean, I took. January, February, March, April, pretty much off because of like healing and stuff. I just like, I just find that I'm not getting booked that much. And it's like, it's difficult, especially when you're in school because I'm not staying up until like 12 or 1 to like get those last minute gigs. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get booked and then not getting booked and then going to bed and missing all the gigs and then getting up and studying and doing it all again. Mm -hmm. um, but that's my uh, resolution for this semester is to like, dedicate days to actually staying up and getting those last minute gigs yeah so and i'm gonna like start squirreling into like new revenues of sex work as well um speaking of which <gasps> tell us more speaking of which, <laughs> what a segue um i sold my first pair of panties and stockings um did you actually wear them no so this guy messaged me oh and hopefully he doesn't listen he's like i want a refund no he didn't want me to wear them Oh. So, like, his... So, he just didn't want to go into Victoria's Secret and buy his own percent Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll give you 50 bucks. I just want the red ones. Like, size me Size medium, please. Yeah. Well, send me the... Send me size chart. I'll let you know. Yeah. That's so, funny. he messaged me and he was very persistent because, like, I mean, any sort of online sex work I'm so bad with. Like, I started it and I had so much, like, fire under my ass. And then people started replying and I was like, 
knew. <laughs> I yeah, it, for me it's very the online stuff is very hard yeah. for sure. Especially like when it's like the the biggest thing I hate about sex work is bartering. So like bartering is like the thing that gets my like blood boiling and then online it's like ninety nine percent is like bartering. And yeah. I'd be like, what would you do for this? What do you look like, Go on. I know. That's what I hate. You're like, what does this get me? And you're like, exactly what it says in the fucking description, you dumbass. <laughs> um, but no, he was like very persistent, which is the only reason I ended up meeting up with him. And he was very lovely too in his messages. And uh, what he wanted was... Persistent um, or like consistent? Because persistent to me reminds things makes me think like, hi, where are you? Where are you? Answer okay, me. Why consistent. are you me? Answer me. I know your address. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he would like follow up and, you know, be yeah, super he, polite and be like, sorry, like not... Not who's going to bother you, yeah. but like, uh, is this possible? And it like uh, for a long time, our schedules just didn't match up. Mm. To um, do the panty exchange. To do the panty exchange. Well, that's the thing is like he wanted to uh, meet somewhere like semi public, so we ended up meeting like at a cactus club or a Browns or something, and he wanted to me to like give him a pair of panties and stockings and like make him put them on in the bathroom and then like. Um, kind of like dominate him and call him like a wimp and a sissy. sissy and like ask him embarrassing questions and like yeah just like that sort of thing so I did that for like um we originally was supposed to do it for 15 minutes he was just like so lovely and so like consistent and following up um that I was just like okay we can we can just do half an hour um and so I was ex- like I was expecting kind of a 55 to 60 year old like larger man and this guy who's like 40-ish and kind of definitely like slimmer than me and like smaller than me in stature and like not terribly bad looking and I was like I like that's so like hypocritical of me because like it's always the case of like this is not what our clients look like yeah yeah, yeah. but just the way that he talked as well I just had this this such a picture of this client and then I was like oh hi (laughs) Okay, little one. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I would 100% think it would be, like, a very skinny man. For sure. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Like, I just, like, I had this stereotypical, like, quote-unquote client. Like foot guy. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> stereotypical foot guy in my mind. He was so lovely, though. And, like, he um, wants to do some other things, like wash my car and like an embarrassing outfit oh my god can you wash my new car <laughs> for sure yeah if you want to lend me your car i'll go get it washed 100%. um i'm gonna be there so he doesn't scratch it <laughs> or like jizz on it or something <laughs> um but yeah no so that was really exciting that and exciting. um i'm meeting up with a girlfriend of mine uh who who's going to become a girlfriend of us who's gonna be a girlfriend of us who, who's gonna come on the podcast as well um well, she hasn't committed to that word like no like, i'm like, like now she's obligated. yeah now she's heard on well, yeah hi <laughs> you're on bitch um no she might come on the podcast because uh she's dabbled in like some of that but that's kind of the only sex work that she's dabbled in from yeah. what i know so like that's kind of fun and she has yeah. a lot of knowledge in that area so yeah yeah that's it'll be i'm excited to hear from her point of view um, because most people I know that are in into selling things, they also have a lot of other like avenues in sex work. So it should mm-hmm. be interesting to see someone who's like that's their sole, um, their sole income in sex work is is yeah. like the selling of, of yeah, products, yeah. just like a little side hustle. Yeah. Um, what else about working in the house? Yeah, I, I worked the other day, um, and I mean a mutual girlfriend of ours uh, did a show. Um, and the guys were getting so close. Like we had this mini stage. Uh, that's they were very hovering st- over us. 
but they had like fat stacks. They did not tip very well. But the like, worst. I don't know. They had, like, every time I looked at them, one of them had like a fucking like softball of cash in his in his hand, and I thought it would have been like a really good. Um, tipping moment because at one point like we were just dancing around on the pole and they were throwing like a decent amount of money at us yeah so I we were like perfect like a show's the perfect option yeah Um, to get rid of that money yeah Yeah. and then like nada well not nada but like definitely underwhelming yeah and they would like come up so that they were like a fucking like definitely not COVID like six feet and just like drop money on us and like look it was yeah but I mean whatever it was like chill it was a really chill night and decent money so I was talking to one of my girlfriends because we also applied for that gig and then I was like well I was like Penny and Riley got booked so I don't think we're the the demographic they're looking for and she was like definitely not that and that's pretty true that's why like me and you don't work very often together because we are like polar opposites yeah um Oh, yeah. Which is such a shame because when we work together, we are hilarious. We are hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, we worked this gig and it was such like a wah, wah, wah gig. Like it was like a small hotel room, four guys, five guys, yeah, four girls, um, and there's kind of like you know like picking their fingernails, like not really doing much. This one guy was so annoying, and he was just oh like. My god. The guy's like the weird mullet He was hair. like everything I hate about men. As soon as I walked through my turn to you, I was like, I hate him already. I can just <laughs> tell like the way his like little crocodile shoes, the way he like carried himself, the stupid smirk, the yeah. weird remarks. At like, one point, like one of the girls was doing that, the booty like... Isolation. Yeah, yeah, isolation. Thank you. And he's like, yeah, and then you contract it. And like the way he was Ew. saying it, me, me and Daddy looked at each other and we were like, Ooh. Or even when they were doing the show, he would like pick up the money he already threw and threw it back up. I and I was like, don't re-throw money, you loser. Like, <laughs> But yeah, the whole time we were just like making like side jokes to each other, which really made the, yeah. made the party more bearable. But yeah, um, just don't be that guy. Don't make weird, creepy remarks. Yeah. Don't like. Ugh. Don't say like weird words slowly. Yeah, and, like, in, like a, in a, a breathy slow. voice. Yeah. <laughs> Contraction. <laughs> oh, so gross. Um, I worked a party, and this guy was so handsome, very well off. He had just built a new home, and it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty chill party. It was like maybe like six guys, a few of us girls. Um, and uh, the guy, the guys were all really sweet. And all of a sudden, this girl came in, and he's like, "Okay, she's gonna be the bartender." And I was like, "Hmm, my body senses are tingling right now. Like, this ain't no bartender." And um, at one point, like when we like, <clears throat> she like came up to me and she was like, "Nice tits," in like a like aggressive way. And I was like, "Thank you." Yeah. Like, I know you're being sarcastic, but I know I have great tits, so, like, it doesn't work. Um, and then uh, and then her attitude just started getting, like, bitchier and bitchier. And I was like, okay, this is 100% not the bartender. This is, like, 100% a girl he's fucking. And she, like, showed up at the house or something. And, like, yeah. and then, then all of a sudden her mood changed. And she tried to be friendly because apparently, I guess he, he, he had come down and apologized to me for her. And was like, I'm sorry she's beaten that way. I'm like, it's okay. That's, like, a weird bartender attitude. But <laughs> whatever. And then considering um, she's being paid to work this, yeah. like shouldn't she be nice to the clients? Yeah. And then she afterwards she was like, "I love you," and she like gave me a hug. And then she was like, being all besties, which is whatever. Sure, I'll roll with a bunch of we besties now. Yeah. And then it ended up being that um, the girls were all done work, and me and one of our girlfriends ended up staying because they extended us. And she was like very like obsessively like 
grabbing onto me and be like, I love you. Like, I just, like, moved here and it's hard to make friends. And I was like, you know, like, okay, like, I sympathize with you. I'm sympathizing, like, clearly, like, you're intoxicated and, like, you're having a hard time and, like, your emotions are everywhere. And she was fine. Like, she wasn't rude after that point. She was very, like, a little overwhelming, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then me and the other, our girlfriend who's a worker, went into the washroom to uh, fix up our makeup or something. And we were kind of, like, near the ending of our, our shift anyways. And all of a sudden, we hear her, like, like a bat out of hell, screaming like a fucking banshee. Like, all those little, little yeah, things. Yeah, I like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, get these fucking whores out of here. And uh, in case you didn't hear my weird whisper, voice, says, said, get these whores out of here. And she was like, <laughs> started kicking at the fucking door. Oh it God. was crazy, and me, me and our girlfriend are like, Ugh. like, Ugh. Uh, do we open the door? Like, <laughs> like Rick on scratch. Like, what do we? Yeah, what do we do? And then, like, we could hear him them like wrestling and like carrying her away. And then <gasps> he was like, "You guys can come out now." So we like come out, and we like go into the other room and like, um, to get our stuff. We're like, okay, like we're gonna leave now because like this is like too much drama for us. And he's like, "Can I put her to bed?" Like, well, I'm like, so like that's your bartender and he's like oh I guess we've like hung out a couple times I think she has the wrong idea I was like mm, okay well best of luck but he was like super fucking nice um, and very handsome and very generous um, it was just a shame that she kind of like was a bad drunk and just ruined everything yeah and didn't even make like, any drinks no she asked me to make her drink and I'm like, okay. um, but yeah I'm sure she's a lovely woman when she's not yeah. intoxicated and you know, and I get it in a new relationship. You get, like, weird and jealous. Especially and, like, when, like, the other person doesn't know that you're in a relationship I know. With it's them. very hard when you're in a one-sided relationship. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was interesting. I was like, whoa. And, like, none of us were, like, the, the guy that was, like, hosting it, like, the guy she was like, having a thing with, like, they, like, he wasn't, like, getting dances, really. He wasn't, like, creeping on the girls. You know what I mean? I'd understand if she was behaving that way if he was, like, being a total slime ball. Yeah. But he was literally just, like, politely being a host, like, being like, are you guys good? Do you want any drinks? Like, um, are you guys warm? Do you all need blankets? Like, talking with the guys mostly, like, he was just really being a host, you know? So, um, I mean, none of the guys were being slime balls. They were all, like, dimes. But, um, but yeah, I was like, this is very dramatic for the situation. Like, everyone was just chilling. Like, yeah, it was crazy. So, we're like, we're going to see ourselves (laughs) out here. (laughs) Um, So, that was, like, the one crazy also, she's, like, older, and she looked like she was in her 40s. Okay. And uh, this is, I'm going to say this is just her being drunk, because I was, like, extremely offended by it. But she was like, um, how old are you girls? And then me and the girlfriend are with, the girlfriend I'm with is 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, uh, you're, like, 19 to her. And she's like, yeah. And then um, and she's like, you're around my age, right? Like, in your 40s? And I was like, <gasps> bitch. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I was like, I yeah. no. I was like, I'm in my 20s. And she's like, oh, she's like, you just like are very like quiet and mature, which is honestly fuck, like. It's just always what people say when they get way too high yeah. in your age. But to be honest, like I have like always, I, I do, especially in that kind of situation, I am more quiet and like I do come off a lot older than the girls I'm with because a lot of them are like bouncing around with their tits and they're like, bah! and like yeah. being childish. And I'm like, 
would you like a dance? Yeah. <laughs> Sir, can I, Sir, may I can dance I on you? Can I you a dance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I interest you in a dance? Um, and then she, like, turned to our friend, who, like, she clearly did not like. Like, there's several times where she was like, you're so much prettier. And just being rude um, to our friend, not to me. And she was like, yeah, well, you just come off kind of an immature. <laughs> she said to her. Our friend said that? She said that to her friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's worse, that she just called you, like, immature or me, like, old. Like, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so apparently I come off as I'm yeah. like 45, which is great. Yeah, because obviously she's being real fucking mature, like yeah. kicking down oh a door God. at the age yeah. of ripe old age of 40 something. Yeah, it was crazy. But anyways, that's pretty typical. I worked at another party before too um, this summer where the girlfriend came home. Oh my God, yeah. I was there for like the start of that. Yeah. Craziness, craziness. Throwing shit and... Ugh. People Don't are, let your girlfriends come home when we're there, okay? Yeah, like, plan it's not it out better. Us. It's not good for you. Yeah, plan this shit out better. And let's secretly come and secretly leave. Yeah, yeah, we like discretion, too. That's the thing is, like, you know how people are like, oh, can you be discreet? It's like, we also want discretion. Yeah. Like, anyways, whatever. Um, but I don't want people to know I've been dancing up on your goofy ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's keep this between I us. got a day life, too. Yeah, right? Um, but I had a really good party too the other day and like that party at that really nice house was a really nice party aside from the end where she went a little cuckoo bananas but anyways this party that I worked was really good it was like just three girls it was like 35 to 40 guys they were all like younger um, and mostly quite attractive to be honest Mm -hmm. and very polite and very generous and we'd go for dances and I'd be like just don't like keep your hands to your side or whatever and they're like okay of course and I was like (sighs) <laughs> happy day bliss yeah no they were they were um very very nice um 100 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> um so yeah some wins and some wins this uh this past month or so um speaking of not winning the covid closures that they have like that new round of saying things are closing down it's been very confusing in the news be like bc's closing but not but only till 10 but only after 11 and it's yeah. like what is happening yeah, so if, for those who don't live in BC or haven't heard, um, nightclubs or any place that sells alcohol has to stop serving by 10 unless it's in, uh, accompanied by like a full meal service or something like that and have to close by 11. So it basically just fucks like, I mean, it doesn't just fuck, but it's aimed to fuck. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was just Bentley. It aims to fuck like nightclubs and strip clubs. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. I mean, it, but it also, like, I guess restaurants people just have to order food if they want to keep drinking. But what, and then can they stay open to like one or three? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so I'd love to understand the reasoning of like, okay, so COVID only tax at strip clubs? Is that what we're yeah. saying? And I, not at restaurants? I, and it only tax when food's not present? If food's on the table and COVID is like, halt! <laughs> I guess like, you can monitor like if you're serving a table it's easier to monitor how much people are drinking and then like i, I mean it's true like as people get drunk like they get less less inhibitions exactly yeah. they're not keeping their six feet they're like fucking masks off p- drunk and shit i don't know what drunk people do <laughs> i have never been one <laughs> um but like so it, i guess it's i don't think it's uh what's the word i'm looking for like uh just like justify why they're kind of making these rules but uh it just really ruins like it's servers and caterers and i mean bartenders like anything like that is just getting screwed over which is really shitty and yeah it's like okay you can have like a bunch of people at the beach but not like 
I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. No, 100%. There's a lot of, like, eye raising being like, what? Like, but why? Um, But so, Brandy's, as we know at the time of this recording, um, Brandy's is opening. Correct? Um, it, I don't know. It's like, they said that they were going to, and then I don't, I don't know anymore. The plan was to open just earlier from five until 11, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's happening at the moment. Mm -hmm. We're still waiting for like updates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think the number five plans to, I don't, I haven't even heard talk of the number five, like thinking of opening. Actually, that's not true. Some random ass man at a party who was definitely like, doesn't even live around here was like, I heard the fives opening on September 21st. And I'm like, sir, who are you? You don't even live in BC. Like, how do you even know that? I was like, who's your source? And he's like, I can't tell. Oh I'm like, so literally just yourself. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool story. <laughs> okay, so I know this is also a little bit in, in the rear view now, but the ramifications are still very present. Uh, Bella Thorne and OnlyFans. Uh, what are your thoughts on that whole situation? I mean, I was obviously reading what all the sex workers were saying about it. Um, I'm, I'm not very well versed in OnlyFans and their policies and stuff like that because I just I don't have it. I've never had it. Um, but yeah, it sounds like she's really fucked over some people who take it as like a serious career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like it, this isn't like a reason to not do sex work, but like it, she doesn't need the money mm-hmm. and that's fine. You're still welcome to do sex work if you come from like, you know, not a needing place, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like don't fuck over people who like have it as money. their like primary source of income yeah. you know yeah and what pissed me off too on that same train of thought was that people were posting being like well like that's your fault for making sex work your primary income and it's like would you so when like the post office goes on strike and people are like oh i'm not making enough money are you like well you're an idiot for only having one job yeah like no like it's very common that people have one sole income job <laughs> like um but it's because people refuse to look at it as a job. That's the issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she's a fucking clown. Um, I don't like people coming in and perpetuating the stigma that we're all scam artists and we all disrespect our clients and all this shit, which is exactly what she did, and then tried to do it under the guise of sex work, um, which makes it even more dangerous for us because, you know, these are really negative stigmas that we already have to face and try to um, prove, like, disprove. Um and for someone like you said who doesn't even need the money, like you're scamming people out of two hundred bucks a pop, um, and making two million dollars in two days, um, and you know advertising as these nude photos, um, and then she only posted bikini photos, or yeah, that's apparently someone was like, oh, she threw in one, and then I had someone commenting on my post because it, it did get a lot of traction, my post and a lot of comments, and this gentleman posted being like, well, like. It's not really a lie. Like, I take photos and say they're going to be nude and I'm under a blanket or something like that. And it's like, well, it's the same idea. Like, I'm nude under the blanket. It's like, no. Well, not really. Because <laughs> you're not charging for it and fucking over an entire, like, industry while you do it. Yeah. But, I mean, even if, like, I technicalities can still be a scam. That's what, like, really a scam is. It's like, yeah. like alluding to something and then fucking someone over them and be like, well, I didn't say specifically I was going to. Yeah. You know, um, it's, I say, the equivalent of, you know, if I were to go up to a guy in the club and be like, oh, it's $50 for a dance, would you like one? Yeah. Or $50 to go to the back room, would you like, would you like to? And he's like, for sure. So he gives me 50 bucks, I take him to the back room, and I just sit there and play on my phone. 
Yeah. And him be like, but like, I thought you were going to go for a dance. I was like, oh, I said, would you like one? I didn't say I was actually going to do it. Yeah. You know, like it's the same idea. And then be like, well, you should have like read the prime print. Like that's on you. Yeah. Um, it's still goofy. Right. So. So did she have to give her money back? Nope. So like nothing's happened. And like the issue is like, she has like this like deadbeat sister who like no one had heard about. I hadn't even really heard about Bella Thorne to be honest. And also a little bit older than I think yeah. than, like, her demographic was, but I think she was like a Disney child or something. Yeah. She was like sort of after Hannah Montana. Yeah. I was too like, old for Hannah was, Montana too. Yeah, yeah. But like that's what her, her, when her time was. I oh, guess. I see. Okay. Yeah. So she was a nobody and then she's like desperately trying to be somebody by screwing over sex work. Um, and, uh, well like, yeah, I mean, it's shitty because I actually like her a lot before this because someone threatened to leak her nudes uh, and blackmailed her so she just leaked them herself mm. but now um, she's like which, I should make money off it which I which I think is like really empowering and like a, a total fuck you to people who want to blackmail other people over their nudes mm-hmm. but then to turn around and like whatever if she was just like I guess she was just ignorant about like the ramifications of it but my biggest issue is someone being like I'm a sex worker now but they have to deal with none of the negativity of being a sex worker and they do nothing positive for the sex worker community. Like she doesn't get none, none of her advertisements for her OnlyFans on her Instagram got deleted, which most girls, when they advertise their OnlyFans, the post gets deleted and their accounts get deleted. Like she doesn't have to worry about any of that. She doesn't like, you know what I mean? Like there's so much negativity and like danger and stuff that comes with sex work that she has she can totally bypass and take all the positives of being a sex worker and be like look I empower people I'm a sex worker now it's like no you're not and if anything you're doing more damage to the community um and a lot of people were saying like oh well like it's not all about sex work like OnlyFans isn't just for sex workers and you're right it's for creators but she went under the guise of being a sex worker and doing sex work and that's why it really targeted the sex work community specifically yeah for sure she should use her position and this as a means of uh, um, correcting and then promoting actual sex workers, you know, like she should have, she should boost the power behind um, the the trend to not delete people for their sex worker posts, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly. And she hasn't done that. Well, not that I've seen, anyway. So. Yeah, she gave out like a really shitty, like half-ass apology, um, saying I, that she was gonna like t- uh, talk, talk with to OnlyFans only fans about so. OnlyFans ended up changing their policies so that people could get their money back or... Yeah, so at first they changed like pretty much like instantaneously because so many people were like, I want my money back. Like, this is bullshit. I paid $200 for a fucking bikini pic. And a lot of pictures she posted in like pay-per-view were um, already posted on her Instagram. Um, so people were like in outrage and a lot of people like demanded their money back and it kind of like like fucked the servers, right? Yeah. Because it was such like an influx. And then OnlyFans was like, okay, instead of like the 200 or whatever that you originally could charge for um, pay-per-view messages, um, we're going to cap it at 50, which really, I mean, that's like one-fourth of what like people yeah. are making. You feel like now cut people's price to like one quarter of their income. And also, who are you to tell me I have to sell my news for 50 bucks now? Um, and I believe tips were capped as well, if I if I remember correctly. And then also, you have to wait a month or thirty days to get your money out now, as opposed to before. You could, as long as you were at the cap of X amount of dollars in your account, you could have it removed. Yeah. Um, but now you have to wait thirty days, which is huge because people that were used to getting their money once a week or twice a week to pay their bills now have to wait monthly to get their money. Yeah. Um, and it's just not as reliable. Like, there's of course a bunch of jobs that only. Um, give out money once a month but that's a reliable income yeah 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so those are pretty damaging changes. Um, but then, yeah, her, her apology, she said... Remove the stigma behind sex, sex work, and the negativity that surrounds the word sex itself by bringing a mainstream face to it. That's what I was trying to do to help bring more faces to the site, to create more revenue for content creators on the site. I wanted to bring attention to the site. The more people on the site, the more likely a chance to normalize the stigmas. And in trying to do so, this, I hurt you. I have risked my career a few times to remove the stigma behind sex work porn and the natural hatred people spew behind anything sex work related. I wrote and directed a porn against the highbrows of my peers and managers because I wanted to help with the stigma behind sex. I am a mainstream face, and when you have a voice, a platform, you try to use it in helping others and advocating for something bigger than yourself. Again, in the process, I hurt you, and for that, I am truly sorry. P.S. I mean with OnlyFans about the new restrictions to find out why. This is fucked up, and I'm sorry. Comment any ideas or concerns you want brought up to OnlyFans, and send me your links and a pic so I can promote you guys. Um... My favorite part is the fact that she was, like, um, I was trying to, like, normalize the stigma and, like, you know, help you guys. But you literally fed into the negative stigma that we're all scam artists, that we're cunts, that we're, you know, it's easy money, that we're, we rip people off, that we have no care for our clients. Like, you literally fed into all of those negative stigmas. Yeah. If you wanted to, like, I get whatever the idea of bringing a mainstream face, but you should have just been promoting other people's only fans. Yeah, and not trying to monetize it or capitalize yeah. on it yourself. 100%. Like, what were we going to do with that money? That was going to go straight into, like... That was... It's going to go straight into, like, your account. Like, that's not yeah. helping people. That's just bringing on OnlyFans for, like, whatever all those guys that saw her, like, dancing on Disney Channel when she was, like, <laughs> younger, you know? Like... Yeah, 100%. Long story short, I think she's a fucking clown. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> yeah, I think that, like, she came from a place of, like, ignorance and just hurt the community, and I don't think she's doing enough to uh, fix it. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, is this when the kids say, like, cancelled? Like, she's cancelled? <laughs> Girl, I don't know. Like, <sighs> um, Speaking of, like, clowns, oh my god, I made this walk post about how, like, people are all for, like, sexuality until it's, like, a woman profiting or a woman owning it or, you know, they're all for, like, lick my lollipop songs but then as soon as a woman is, like, talking about giving a blowjob, she's, like, a fucking whore and it's disgusting and how dare our kids have to listen to this. Yeah. Um, and the uh, influx of stupid men that comment on that post was so gross. Like, I literally was, like, religiously going on deleting comments and blocking people. Um... It was, like, insane. It's, like, you're literally proving the point of how, like, gross these men are. Like, you're literally showing... You're literally doing the, doing the work for me. <laughs> like, um, and there was this one African-American guy that made, like, such a racist remark towards black women. And I was, like, like, ooh, how are you okay with yourself? Like, it was, it was so gross. So, yeah. And the reason... Sometimes people ask me, you know, why I delete the comments and stuff. And it's because, like, I want the website or the Instagram to be a safe place for, um, identifying women and sex workers and, uh, sex positive people. And I don't want them to come to a post and then scroll down and see so much hate, you know? So that's the way of me protecting that community. And, um, and yeah, so, and then I reposted this one, uh, really good post by Jessica Darling. Um, and I don't just love her because we have the same last name, but um, 
her her um, post was great. It says, I'm so done with y'all complaining about WAP when I have lived a lifetime of consuming rap content where men have written such literary phenomena as the scholar Little Rain, Wayne. I just want to fuck every girl in the world. The protector of women, women, Rick Ross, put Molly in her champagne. She didn't even know it. I took her home and enjoyed that. She didn't even know it. The champagne... the. The champion of women's rights, Snoop Dogg. Bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Lick on these nuts and suck the dick. And the advocate of the family unit, Eminem. Shut up, slut. You're causing too much chaos. Just bend over and take it like a slut, okay, ma? And furthermore, as a woman who was abused as a child, raped as an adult, exploited by my first husband, and repeatedly subjected to misogyny in male-dominated fields like luxury sales, small businesses, the tattoo industry, and skateboarding, I find it absolutely hilarious that men and women alike are in outrage over two women that have capitalized on the double standard of human sexuality. It ain't tricking if you got it, right? Y'all can really sit down until you're all ready to deal with all of it. Pop that pussy, ladies. If that's what you feel, it empowers you. They're just going to shame you anyway, whether you're a slut, a sexually conservative person, a business mogul, a motivational speaker, a preacher, a lawyer, etc. because it's not about us. Amen. Mm. Mm. Girl. <laughs> Hallelujah. Preach. Uh, yeah, I love that. I repost it. And also the men were very quiet on that post. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so listener questions. 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 Um, okay, question. What did you? <laughs> okay, uh, did you get fucked over on OnlyFans because of Bella Thorne? Did we not just answer that? But now they're asking us. Oh, <laughs> I didn't because I'm not on OnlyFans. Yeah, I think if you really get into it, you, it, it does fuck you over. It, does, it fucks over the sex worker community at large. Um, so yeah, I haven't been very active on my OnlyFans as of late, but I do think all sex workers get screwed over when anyone comes into the industry and masquerades as a sex worker and does shady shit. Um, because it really, like I said, perpetuates those negative stigmas that sex workers are already facing, whether you are, um, online or offline sex worker. Um, it really just gives people an excuse to treat us like shit because they think we are shit. Um, so yeah, I think we kind of, as a community got screwed over by Bella Thorne's bullshit antics. Yeah, and just the, in the changing of the um, policies as well. Like, that fucks over people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So even just, like, if you are selling your shit off off that site in your personal life, it, when they hear, like, well, shit's getting capped at 50 bucks, like, good luck selling your news for 500 um, when, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah, I think it, I think she had very um, a negative impact on a lot of avenues of sex work. Next question. There have been a few of your guests who get into their histories and occupations and education, and I've heard a male pre-law or lawyer discuss his transition from law into male prostitution. Not to confuse your work with full-service sex work, but within the realm of sex work, would love to hear when you decided it was right for you, and if you want to carry through any aspect of this occupation into the next. This has been as hypothetical, as I don't see any reason why you cannot continue to do sex work. It's a wonderfully valid occupation, and as long as we have people that fight for sex workers' rights, I think it'll become an even better and safer occupation in the future. Uh, when did I decide to make the transition into sex work? Uh... I don't know. I guess when I felt like I could make enough money to sustain myself. So I was, uh, I've talked on it before. I was working for one PR company and I would do that with my, uh, day, like day job, my part-time job, um, every now and again, because it was just event based and then, um, decided that I had enough confidence to kind of try it as, as my main job and got a uh, job at a club. And that gave me kind of the, uh, schedule to be able to, 
to make that money, right? Like if you're only working twice a month, you can't guarantee that that's going to make enough to cover your bills. But if you have the option to go into a club, like most nights a week, then you, you can, as long as you're hustling, as long as you're, you know, doing a good job, as long as you save during those, um, higher months for the quieter months, like it can be a sustainable job. So I guess that was my push into, into sex work. And then absolutely. I, I will take stuff out of sex work when, and if I move on and, um, I probably will move on just because, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a bachelor's at the moment and I eventually would like to use this great debt that I have uh, accumulated. accumulated. Um, and you know, I'm going to be actually looking for co-op jobs this semester, um, for the area that I'm in. And I think I'm going to take my, I mean, my communication skills, my interpersonal skills, everything like that, that I've, I've really uh, curated in the sex working industry, my sales skills, everything, and uh, utilize that in my next career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So how did I decide sex work was right for me? Um, my decision probably wasn't as calculated as yours, but I had been working as a server in a strip club at that point, And... Um, to be honest, the servers were a lot more catty and malicious than the dancers were. And I got on with the dancers very well. And I had been competitively dancing for most of my younger years. So I was very comfortable on a stage. I, I love that I love that high of entertaining people. And it was kind of just like the perfect storm. So um, my manager at the time was like, Do you, would you ever want to dance? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I just started dancing. I knew I'd make really good money doing it. I knew the flexibility of the schedule really worked for me being in school because if I had like a big project coming up, I could just like take time off work and focus on it. Um, and it was just, you're going to be hard pressed to find a job where you have that much decision and power over your schedule and, uh, your own, I don't know, like your own ability to make that much money that quickly. Um, not to be confused with easy money cause it's not easy money, but it can be fast money. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of when I made that jump. It was seemed like a no brainer for me. Um, but yeah, and then what transferable skills do I see in this industry? I think we've talked on this before, but kind of to recap it again, definitely your social skills. Um, you better have good social skills if you want to make money and people to like you. Um, your sales skills in like in dancing, like you just need to if you're going to make sales because you're really just selling yourself as a person and being like, why am I worth going for dance for over the other 50 girls on the floor, right? Um and then the confidence you have in the industry uh, definitely transfers to all areas of your life. And then your money skills as well. Like you learn, well, hopefully you learn how to save your money because it won't be always that good. You will, like Riley said, you'll have slow months. Uh, you'll have great months. So you need to kind of remember that and, and save accordingly and budget and invest and, um, and all that. But dancing definitely... Um, provides you with a lot of great skills and then plus like the fucking thick skin you develop dancing um you have no problem going forward and applying for jobs and hearing no's because that's 90% of the time what you're used to hearing so uh that's a huge asset as well for sure okay next question how do you plan to transition from sex work into any other work and if you decide to carry on to any other occupation how might you handle confrontation from an employer regarding previous sex work yeah so like as we've talked about Um, I'm kind of going through this at the moment because I'm having to, um, you know, redo my resume and write a cover letter and have references for the term resume just gives me anxiety. (laughs) CV. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that makes me want to like vomit. I know, um, but it's that like very typical like, how do you explain this gap in your resume? Yeah. And luckily, it's I have like taxes. How do you explain your rent? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So like, luckily, I have an old boss who's like more than willing to like be a reference for me. But that was the one nice. thing that I found. <laughs> but that was what I found really hard. Like, yeah. I now have to contact references that I've had like three plus years ago because all I've been doing for the last two and two years or whatever is sex work and do you know why that's that way because y'all ain't acknowledging that sex work is work and y'all won't let us unionize yeah but uh (laughs) exactly so I'm like and then what are the like I reached out to you originally and asked you to be like a character reference but then I'm like what am I supposed to say that like I worked for you as a promo company why is this promo company not on my resume and it was like a bunch of missing kind of gaps yeah and so I talked to my advisor and she told me does she know what you do yeah yeah I was like very upfront. I was like listen I'm a sex worker and I have no idea what to do with my resume um because again like I want to normalize it and they were very accepting actually they were like yep great like we want to give you as much help and support as we as you need um but ultimately like and this is what I knew that they would say is that you have to give yourself the best shot. And unfortunately, when you are a pile, you are just in a pile of 50 resumes and they're trying to like throw people out for any reason, sex work's going to be one of those reasons. Yeah. It's the same as like girls like editing the fuck out of their photos and like taking off 50 pounds and adding like four inches to their height and like all of a sudden they have like giraffe legs and like a smaller (laughs) nose, bigger lips. And they're yeah. like, I don't look like this, but I just need to get in the door. Because once I'm in the door at the gig, then I can make money. Exactly. So the same idea. It's like, yeah, maybe you did some other things on your resume, but as long as they, like, look at it. Like, that's what you're trying to get Exactly. At, right? So, like, I mean, and that's, it's true. Like, and that's not just for sex work. It's just for, like, anything. Like, whatever you um, have had nine jobs in the last two years. Like, kind of and there goes your resume right like it's just any reason and she was like you know they were were very supportive they were like you know it sucks that uh there was so much stigma and like I really uh empathize or sympathize with you um but you just have to give yourself the best shot because once you have that job they can't fire you for being a sex worker yeah so it's like it's a shame because part of me who's like growing as a what I would like to think of myself as like somewhat of a sex worker advocate to then have to like hide that part of me to get a vanilla job it's like very it really grinds my gears you know 100% it's like I feel like I'm taking two steps back yeah but then as I said like it's you've got to give yourself the best chance so at least if I can get a job and then have this work experience and then if they find out I'm a sex worker own it Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's making more I feel like that's just better, you know, like the other ways they're just straight up not going to give me a chance and like promoting myself as a sex worker or being upfront about myself as a sex worker, like isn't giving myself the best chance. Yeah. You know, what's funny is like, I've been thinking about this myself and like, I've been thinking about this for a long time, but it sucks because especially in the position you're starting to come into now where you want to be a sex worker rights activist and you want to be proud of your sex work. But there's constantly situations where you have to hide it and then it's like going against what you're promoting, you know, and like it feeds into that that it's something to be shameful of, yeah. you know, and that sucks and it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Um, I find that for myself, like if there is a time where I don't disclose I'm a sex worker, I'm like, I'm turning my back on what I've been fighting for. It's yeah. like an open, proud sex worker. <clears throat> so yeah, it's a very like shitty situation to be in um and it's insulting that's like i've i've 
worked my ass off in a, in a real job. It's real work. And yeah. I've developed many great skills. And I've provided for myself. I don't know what other criteria I need to have for it to be a job, yet I'm completely dismissing all these years because you don't like someone who profits off their sexuality. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so it's like, it's more the whole like, well, do I uh, be really upfront about this and super true to like what I want to do as like a sex worker advocate or do I fight from the inside? Yeah. Like even for myself, like on my personal Instagram, I've taken a lot of my sex worker stuff off my Instagram Mm -hmm. um, and like slowly kind of detached my face and, and my real name and all that from the podcast and from sex work. Um, because like, it was like, I was constantly fighting for like sex workers rights, but I was constantly shooting myself in the foot for opportunities as well. Mm -hmm. Um, which fucking sucks. But unfortunately it's kind of the game you have to play. You have to be like tactile, like tact, like, um, tactful the way you're, you're going about it. Yeah, so my transition into, like, a ocu- different occupation, I'm kind of at this, like, fork in the roads right now where I would like to capitalize on sex work as much as I can for the next couple of years, but then I really do want to pursue my career as a professor slash lawyer. Um, but then it's like, ugh, I just know those beginning years are going to be, like, making shit money and working like my ass off and paper pushing and being someone's bitch and like I just like oh it's like so hard to be like fuck like I don't want to be doing that at like 30 but you got to start somewhere right like you have to you have to do the shit work to get to where you want to be um so I'm constantly like deciding between that um but yeah I think I will go one of the things I'm starting to look into is ASL and being an ASL translator just to have a square job on the side. Plus, um, I think ASL is a beautiful language, and I think it would be very rewarding to be a translator for the ASL community, um, the deaf community. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, like, my my next step towards transitioning into a different type of career would be to have um, ASL translator on the side and then, um, then make that transition into further academia. Um, but yeah, again, it's, I find it very daunting to think about like taking time off work for it, making a lot, like taking such a pay cut. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm not too excited about that. Um, especially like as I get older, I'm like, I just want to make money because I'm already thinking about retirement. I know that's like kind of a ways off for me, but I'm still like, fuck it. I'm an X amount of years. I'm going to eventually retire from dance or retire in like entirety, um, in entirety and, um, how much money will I have saved up? Will if I dance X many more years, can I put aside this amount from retirement? And, like, I'm not even, like, calculating a square job as in, like, income. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. And, like, yeah, it's very difficult, especially when you go into the sex worker industry. Like, we've always said the baby stripper years are, are the best. So it's difficult to, like, start an industry and make good money and then think about starting in starting in a new career where you like have to start off lower yeah like you just get and like, work a fuck ton <laughs> yeah like no <laughs> I um but what was I gonna say oh yeah like I mean a lot of girls or like you know some girls really do make a lifelong career out of sex work but for the most part like people phase out and so it's it's daunting to think about starting a career now but you you should start one or you could, like, I'm thinking about, you know, starting one and then doing sex work part-time to kind of subsidize a little bit. But at least when I'm, you know, 35 or whatever and, like, 
slowly firing myself from the sex work industry, at least I don't have to start it then. Yeah. You know, no, and that's 100%. more daunting. A hundred percent. That's what um, I plan to do as well. And that's exactly, I think what most people, the transition a lot of people make to answer your question, how do you do that transition? You maybe slowly cut back on your sex worker, whatever avenue you're in, you cut back on the sex work. And as you're transitioning into your career with a, like Riley said, the start of careers are usually the least amount of money you're going to make. So to kind of supplement that, you keep your sex work on the side and you slowly transition over to square, slowly taking more hours off your sex work, adding more hours to your square work Mm -hmm. um, until you kind of find that sweet spot where you're making like, oh, good enough money to make that full transition over to, um, to your square job. Um, at least that's like in the perfect world how yeah, I would yeah, like to do exactly it. Exactly like that. Does it actually happen? Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck knows? To be determined. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then how might you handle confrontation from an employer regarding previous sex work? I've had much confrontation over what I do for work um, in other jobs, even serving. I got fired um, from a serving job at a fucking bar, which was like you know, your typical, like, girls have their vaginas hanging out in their skirts. Like, if you didn't look slutty enough, you didn't get the good shifts, which I find completely ironic that my manager said she didn't want a whore on her floor um, and fired me. Um, which is, like, I mean, we've had um, our, uh, is it Jennifer? Summer Jennifer? Yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Summer, Jennifer Summer Ashley. Those ones back it's a lot of her. names. Yeah. Um, well, she was on, and, you know, she's a, a lawyer lawyer as well. And she was like, yeah, but they can't, that's discrimination. You cannot fire someone for mm-hmm. being a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, whatever, whatever position you're in, if you cared enough, you could have uh, taken that up. Like, mm-hmm. you could have uh, complained about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so like, for sure. It's knowing your rights too, right? Like, it, sure, they can confront you as, as much as they want, but if you have proof that they're discriminating against you because of a job that you did, like, that's that's an offense for mm-hmm. sure. Well, the beautiful thing about serving is, one, you're usually younger, okay. so they can take advantage of you very easily. And also, it's very hard to prove that. They can be like, oh, your availability wasn't open enough, or, for you sure. know, oh, like, we, there was a table that complained about you. Like, they can, like, lie and shit, right? It's very... Um, and it's just daunting at a younger age to take that on. And then also when you're trying to be quiet, it's like that, 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 um, you're like putting, shooting yourself in the foot. Like, okay, I'm going to take you to court because you discriminated me against being a sex worker. Now the news might pick it up. Now everyone knows I'm a sex worker. Now I'm going to face more discrimination from anywhere I go now. For sure. So it's picking your battles, right? So if you're, you're working at a cactus club and they fire you, probably not worth it. If you're having, if you have like a good job yeah. that you have worked for, like with oh, a degree like or a not career a degree, kinda, yeah. exactly. Then it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. So that's exactly what. How would I? How would I handle discrimination now, um, based on my sex work past, or just confrontation as well? Like. Yeah, confrontation. Like if someone was like, you know, making comments, I just like, okay, cool, and like not not really worry about it. If they're in a position where they actually had power behind them to do something about it, and it was discriminatory, um, then I would then I would seek, like, legal ramifications for, sure. for it or um, legal counsel for it um, because I, in a career I would, like you said, I would that battle would be worth it to me. Um, if people in my job were just kind of being dicks about it or making, like, sexual innuendos or whatever, I'd maybe go to the higher-ups and so, like, check sexual them. Sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would do that, but I probably wouldn't go to the extreme unless I knew it was really going to impact for the sure. career. Yeah. And if I give a fuck about the career. You know, like you said, picking your battles. Unfortunately, we have to, um, as someone who's already discriminated, like a, yeah. as a discriminated group or marginalized group. Yeah. 
So I guess, yeah, it, it depends, right? Like, just confrontation. Like, if someone comes up to you and it's like, you're a sex worker, like, you're a whore. You're a whore, like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Huge skank, what's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember even when I was being a, like, and I was working in a law office, um, girls would comment on how big my breasts were. And be like, oh, Some her big her, titties. Yeah, her boobs are too big to be in an office. Blah blah blah. <laughs> they don't even fit through the door. Yeah, and like <laughs> they wait down the elevator. Only three people can go at a time. Yeah, with her. she's the worst. She takes up the whole lunchroom with those titties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, I was a bit younger back then. Yeah, I didn't like feel great, obviously, for people to like obsess over my tits. But no, that's um, not that's amazing. Yeah, I love it. I love people hating on me for having big tits. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I like, oh no, I have thick skin already, right? So I was just yeah. like, whatever, these like sad old women who like have hit, like have, you know, they don't have their periods anymore and they're sad with their lives. Like, oh well. <laughs> like, um, so that I just took it on the chin. Um, yeah. And a lot of people want reactions too. Like, that's another thing. Like, why are they, doing, are they trying to get a reaction out of you? Yeah. You know, some people get pissed off more just staying quiet and not letting it bother you. But, if it got to the point where it was impacting my career 100%, I would do the, I would seek the right channels to, um, to and fight for my rights, for sure. Exactly. And, like, those are the steps that you want to take towards um, sex work's advocacy as well, right? Like, not letting people walk on you because you're a sex worker. Like, 100%. standing up and giving a face to, like, anyone else who has been discriminated against mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they had a past or are currently doing sex work. Yeah. Uh, next question. And next question. <laughs> Never get sick of it. Never get sick of it. Um, hey, this might be a silly question, but I'm wondering what you think is the best and safest way to have a client transfer you money online. The age-old question. <laughs> How to get that bread. <laughs> safest way. Look. Go to your nearest peer Why are you, <laughs> you leaning real close? Like spitting on my mic. <laughs> go to PO, a go to a PO box. Get a fake name. <laughs> Move to a new country. <laughs> get a PO, PO box forwarded to another PO box. <laughs> okay, but actually though, like that's unfortunately like it's never like fully safe to have interactions with strangers. Like stranger danger is yeah. a real thing. Um, I personally, the only way I take money, and it, this also it might just be like my. Um, lack of knowledge about um, how online things work. Like, I, d- I don't know how much information people can get from things. And I don't know um, certain apps they have developed, like money apps, what the different protocol is for them taking their money back or things like that. I haven't looked into it properly enough. My preferred means of online payment is an e-transfer. And I have an e-transfer to a separate bank account than my main bank account. And I have a different name attached to that bank account, like a nickname and, or my work name. And then I have an email for that account that's not my real email, not my personal email. And so they get my work email. It sends to this specific account over here. The money goes in. As soon as the money goes in, I transfer that money to my real bank account or one of my real bank accounts. And then, um, and then I'm not worried about them like fighting to get that money back there's no money in that account now I'm not worried about them breaking into that account because even if they did there's no money for them to take from that account yeah. the um, only thing yeah. is they can find your real name from that but like that is that's the only problem and I don't really know how so to get around that not necessarily true certain bank accounts you can have different names attached to it like even when I've sent or received um, e-transfers some of them will come up as like just numbers or just oh, letters oh really? yeah 
So certain bank accounts, you have to contact your bank account and see if it's possible. Some accounts don't. Like, I could change one of mine to Danica Darling or DD. Yeah. Um, and then one of them had to be my full full name. Yeah. Whatever okay. name is, like, legally attached to that account. Um, but, yeah. So it is possible. Um, some banks will do it. Some banks won't. If I think you go in and explain, you know, I'd like more um, being more anonymous with this account. They might yeah. help you. But, yeah. What about for yourself? What do you... I prefer e-transfer too. I also have, um, I mean, this isn't online, so it's not helpful, but, uh, if people don't have cash, I also have a square, which mm. is like a little, I mean, I've set up my own business account basically, or like business and it just comes up as like Riley's art and I just like, like it's what kind of farmers markets use as well. Yeah. And yeah. because I do my taxes as a, um, self-employed as well, um, I like I can do that. Yeah, exactly. So as um, long as I'm declaring that money, like yeah. it's no problem. And just like if you are interested in getting a square, you do pay taxes on your square exchange. You pay like they charge. Is it tax. like one point something? One point three percent. Like yeah, yeah. But like at the end of the day, I've always found it worth it to like sell oh, those sure, extra three dances for like whatever. Because because you have the availability exactly. to take the money, one hundred percent for sure. Um, um, but yeah, e transfer is my go to online. Uh, uh, method, I guess. Mode. I also had people use PayPal, but PayPal will shut you down if they think that you're doing anything um, sex work-wise. Yeah. Also, too, PayPal people can get their money back. Oh, ew. So that's one of the reasons why I don't um, mess with certain apps. I wish we had Venmo. Yeah, people swear by Venmo, yeah. but it can't go to a Canadian bank, I don't think. Yeah. So you can always open up. Go I- to the States. Get a P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> Cross the border. Illegally. <laughs> Just kidding. Get that forwarded to another P.O. box. <laughs> In Alaska. And then <laughs> you're like, what? Um, okay, last question. Would you ever date a cop? Okay, because like, honestly, good question. Yeah. Whoever wrote this in. Because um, I've been on Bumble, and I swear, like, so many cops are on Bumble. Because <laughs> no one will date me. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, hey, fair enough. There's our question answer, maybe. Um, but y'all, and they're all wearing their fucking uniform, and I'm like... I mean, I love a man in uniform. I mean, yeah, like, I can role play with that like, shit. How but, like, how tight you gonna put those handcuffs on me? I know, like, I'm totally down for that role play, but I like it being a role play. <laughs> like, not, like, I don't know. I just feel like... In this industry, you associate from people who, like, are not in the most vanilla parts of life, and then to, like, have a cop, like, partner, you just, you, I feel like you'd almost get, like, shunned a little bit from the industry, like, I don't know, I could just seeing, what, I could just seeing it, see it going, like, uh, south, very quickly, quickly, yeah, uh, to me, it wouldn't be, like, Okay, obviously I screen the people I date. So, like, if we'd gone through enough dates that I thought you were, like, a good person. Yeah. Like, okay, I could date you. But even if we got to that point, like, what about all your little cop friends? Yeah. Like, that I probably have an issue with. Their fucking wives are probably, like, horrific. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's an overgeneralization. I just obviously have a little bit of a distaste. Does the cop uh, I'm dating cops. think that cops needed to be defunded? Are they Blue Lives Matter? <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, I don't know. I think... I know... I, one of my girlfriends is a cop, and she's dope. Ooh. She's honestly, like, a really dope person, and she's very much for um, protecting women. Yeah. 
And that's kind of why she went into it, which I love. And she's very much, like, wants to see um, abusive men, like, taken care of and, like, you know, like, actually, like, charged and... Like, taken care of or, like... Like... (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just just kidding. But, yeah, like, actually, like, handled, you know? Um, Handled or, like, handled? (laughs) Um... Okay, I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh, someone needs to get laid. I've had like four hours of sleep. Okay, you're like everything is related. Um, <laughs> sleep or sleep? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, I think obviously it depends on the person. Um, I'm open to all types of people, but. I think it would really have to do with our views on a lot of things. Yeah, and I think we would just. A lot of my views on things would just have to disagree with theirs if they are by the book a cop. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's certain things I don't For think sure. should be illegal. <laughs> um, like what, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> Can you expand? <laughs> um, no, I will not. <laughs> I will not incriminate myself. But um, but yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying no, but I'm saying highly unlikely. Yeah. I agree. I concur. I concur. Okay, so we used to have, should I stay or should I, I go now? now? But now I switch it to date or dump. Because I like the way that Which sounds in my mouth. Which we don't have a catchy song for, so sorry. Should I date or should, should I, I dump, dump now? now? <laughs> <laughs> and now we do. <laughs> um, okay, so first one. And honestly, I took a lot of these from like my personal life lately. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to say, because many of them have been attacked at me and the people I've dated. <laughs> okay, first one. If a guy reschedules your date the day of, and then you saw him out with another girl that same night, what would you do? Oh, dump. What? So if you're just casually dating each other and he calls you that day and he's like, oh, crap, something came up, can't do our date tonight, and then you're at a restaurant with your friends and he's, like, having a date in the back of the restaurant. Is it his sister and did their dad no. die? That's a weird requirement, but no. (laughs) Only with the dead dad, (laughs) and then it's okay. Um, No. no. I mean, look, if it's one of their really good girlfriends and, like, I don't know, she... No, no, it's a date. Oh, well, then no. I just, like, I cannot stand people... Being lying, all we do is lie. Why you all lie? Um, no, it's just like for me, not like having to wait on people drives me insane. Like, if you if I'm supposed to do something with you that day and I don't hear from you, or like you, I like confirmation, yeah. yeah. If you leave it till the last minute, like, fuck, you think you're the only person dating two people. (laughs) <laughs> what? No, what? What? No, but like, you think you're the only person like who has other shit to multiple do? dicks? Like, <laughs> no, but like I can. I know your schedule also matters. Yeah, yeah. and it's no, just I like agree. it's just like not considerate. Yeah, one like, the casting. What, what does this bitch have that I don't? Oh my god, <laughs> daddy issues. Anyways. No, I have those. I have that too. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like the fact that he already like canceled DM would be very off-putting to me. I don't like that. I'm be- I have very. I don't want to say bad, but I have a very strong OCD tendency of scheduling everything. Everything's color coordinated. Everything's time sensitive. Um, and when if someone knows that doesn't respect that or doesn't respect, even if I didn't have OCD, someone else's schedule, I think is very um, inconsiderate. And then the fact that he is like shady as fuck, and like oh something came up, and he's like double booked a date. It's like ugh, never mind. She can have you. 
Exactly. No, and like I joke about like what does that like girl that have that I don't, but it's exactly like patience. Like what made you want to cancel? Like what changed? You know, like if you like this girl better, that's fine. Just like date her, but don't try and like reschedule me for the free time that you have around her. Like when when you can fit me in. Exactly. Like fuck that noise. Anyway, dump next. Let's go. <laughs> uh, number two. If a guy is 45 minutes late to pick you up, no real apology until you continually mention it. Date him or dump him? Dump. Like, that's the same thing. Like, I wouldn't date an inconsiderate person. You're going to show up 45 minutes late and act like nothing happened. Like, if I showed up 45 minutes late to something, I would be profusely apologizing. Yeah. So the date was fine. Don't really hear from him for a day or two after. And then he texts you, asking you to like his la- latest post to help with traffic. Describe my face right now. It's a little dead inside. Expecting <laughs> <laughs> that's just your face. Um, you're a little unimpressed is how I would describe yeah. it. I just like, I think that's so grotty. Like, how many people are you messaging like, hey, can you like my post? I want to get, I want to get more followers. Like, Ew. Yeah, that was my coach, by the way. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just think, like, in general, someone who's, like, very big on social media and, like, obsessed with, like, how many likes they get in comments, like, is very vain. And, like, especially as a guy, like, I'm just, like, as a cis male, I'm, like, well, like. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you don't know this person. Like, I would definitely ask my friends to be, like, yo, like my post. Oh, of course. Yeah. But, like, to ask someone who I'm on one date with. (laughs) Yeah. To be, like. Yeah, How build you like your thing? Like, fuck off. Yeah, I just didn't reply. Anyway, yeah, I would <laughs> never. Um, yeah. So, next one. They go to a nude beach but never want you to come. Why? <laughs> you don't like my titties? See, I would think, like, it's because they creep on girls there. A hundred percent. Yeah. They're one of those guys that, like, take a little too long to get changed by, like, the group of girls. Yeah. That, like, have, like, their hoodie and sweatpants on and they go down, like, you're just, like, lurking. Like, I'm all for people. Like, if you don't feel super comfortable being completely naked, that's chill. But then, like, also don't be a creep. But also, why go to New Beach? Yeah, I mean, it is the best beach in Vancouver, though, to be fair. Yeah, but fuck them. (laughs) No, I agree. But, like, you know, like, if you, if you, you, whatever, working your courage up to it. That's fine, but, like, don't be a creep about it. Like, go sit in the corner by yourself. Yeah, I think, like, if you're not going to be nude, you don't need to post up beside all the nude people. You can go, like, a little more, like, secluded. Um, so you are not encroaching on, like, what the beach is actually meant for, which is yeah. a nude beach. And then also, when you're walking by, people don't stare. Like, we went to the nude beach, like, last week, and um, every guy that walked by, like, gawked. And it's like, dude, you're at a nude beach. Like, you should probably, like, check yourself on that. Yeah, it's okay. Like, I get that... People like look and like notice, but yeah, like looking gone, then look away, yeah, like, break eye contact, yeah. like you weirdo. Yeah. And then, oh, we had this one guy like come up to us and ask, like, ugh. people people sell drinks and stuff there, like waters, what waters, and not me and my cop boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, and people come up and they ask you if you want a drink, and that's totally fine. But this fully clothed guy comes up to us. Was he fully clothed? I can't remember, actually. Maybe I'm just making this up in my head. In my head, he has, he's fully clothed. He comes up and he's like, hey, ladies, do you, you want, want to try to talk to us? Yeah. He was fully naked. Was his it? dick was, like, in, like, in Max's face. <laughs> 
Okay, so what? this guy came up to us. Literally, like, wow. ass naked. I just, his, like, he literally brought his leg up on the log beside ew. her. And his penis okay. was probably, like, less than a foot in, away from her mouth. Okay, well, that is probably why I blocked it out. Yeah. So anyway, this guy is, like, in a full ninja costume. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so, Okay, so he comes up to us. He's like, hey, ladies, do you want a drink? We're, like, about to leave. We say no. He's like, okay, cool. Like, what are your names? And I was like okay thank you bye like no thank you and he's like oh what don't want to be sociable like no I don't want to be sociable with a random I get your like person at the beach get your flaccid penis out of my face yeah yeah and I just like, like and he was like oh like all the it's the same response from everyone and we're like okay then you should yeah, take a take hint, hint. And no one wants to talk to you but also like yeah he, I can't believe you thought he was clothed he was fully naked I, I makes I you so tapped out I guess he um he like fully brought his one leg up on the log beside that's Max hilarious. and his penis was like directed towards her face and that's why she was staring straight at you and she was like Jesus Christ <laughs> um, yeah I blocked it's trauma blocked out I yeah guess. like don't be that goof like don't try to make yeah. friends like when someone waves you over or like you can just tell people's body language like if they want you to approach a hundred percent like if yeah exactly and that's like that's the same thing as like when you're clothed like don't don't just like approach read the room girls <laughs> who like obviously have dismissed you yeah 100 percent um being so okay they, so okay they go to a new beach don't bring you down for date um if they never want to bring me dump yeah if they just want to go with the boys i don't know even then it's like why do you just need the boys there yeah. Anything that's like just boys, but it's like female and male, like outside, like any kind of guys are like, I just want to go all guys to this like male female place. I'd be like, well, it's not all guys. It's just yeah. all the bros with their girlfriends going to see men and women. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I would be a quick dump. Uh, yeah, that's a weird thing to like. It's, that's a man boys that no day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe they're having a boys day. I was like, why a boys day would they be having? Yeah. Like, that's fine. You want to get naked with your bros. That's chill. But like, don't be weird if like, your other people are naked there. Yeah. Um, okay, last one. They have framed photos of themselves and their ex-girlfriend in their home still. Framed photos? No. Not framed? I, not framed is fine. No, no, like I, I don't know. Yeah, I not framed. No, that would be a dump for me. You're looking, you're looking at me like I need. Wait, to Wait, so something. like if if the photo is in a frame, you're not okay with it. But if it's sitting there, not in a frame, it's no, okay. No, okay, sorry. If it's like out and out and about, I guess. Like I have like Polaroids from a lot of years. Okay, and like, so let me phrase it. They have photos of themselves and their ex girlfriends on display in their. Okay, home no, store. yeah. So that, I mean, that's what I thought you meant. Like, yeah, no, don't. Um, but yeah. like if they just have the photos still, oh, yeah. that's Mem- fine. For memories me. yeah. in a memory box. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, no, I would. I would want to. Yeah, no, I was gonna say it depends how long they've been broken up for. But if you're at that point where you're already having people over at your home, like yeah. clearly even broken up enough that like those, and it's like it's not hard for you to like take a picture <laughs> down. Oh God! What I just remembered something. So I was like sleeping with this guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like this was ages ago now, and I guess he had broken up with like his girlfriend or something and I don't I cannot for the love of God remember how long they would be broken up for but like legit her panties were still in his wardrobe oh yeah I mean like I still have ex's shirts like I, I literally look like the one I'm wearing um to okay. bed tonight has that- like I heart and his name on it <laughs> and like I it's cause like super comfy I still but, have like, like a Lululemon jumper that I wear all the time as someone that I used to date I'm like it's a fucking good jumper did I ever it's tell reversible you- what am I gonna do <laughs> it's options um did I ever tell you about the hoodie I have from like literally 2008 yeah 
No. And like I yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this is this is a little off track from like frame pictures. But I was seeing this horrible human when I first went to university in like two thousand nine. And but we can say it was two thousand nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> and um I was seeing he was older. So he had a two thousand seven, I actually think maybe. Um, hockey, university hockey hoodie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so in love with him. So he like jumped on me, jerked off on my shirt. Yeah. Ew. It was super, it was a weird situation. But <laughs> you know how like when you're younger, you haven't developed like that concept of like what is appropriate, what's yeah. not, like what was crossing a boundary that you should like, I mean, you know? I think anyone, if anyone comes up to you, jumps on you and jerks off on your shirt. But we were like, we were kind of like, we were kind of like making out, like, okay. talk, like, you know, in bed. And then he kind of like got on me and was like, playing with himself right and i was like okay like like, ew and then he was like (laughs) (laughs) um so not necessarily like i you know like that's like a very blurred like is like yeah anyways so um i also had like cumin particles on my shirt so i like (laughs) (laughs) man juice on you yeah so then i (laughs) (laughs) so i took it off and he gave me the hoodie to wear yeah and I, like, love this. It was, like, big because he was a big fucking guy, so it was huge on me. And wore it home or whatever. And then we obviously stopped seeing each other because he was, of course, fucking a girl I worked with because he was the manager at the pub on campus that I worked at. And oh, he was wow. fucking the other manager. Classic. <laughs> like, literally, like, a made-for-TV yeah. fucking movie. And um, it was, like, dope. And so he was, like, constantly, the only time he would talk to me, like, can I have my hoodie back? And I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I kept the hoodie. Flash forward, like, three years ago, four years ago. So it's been, like, seven years at yeah. this point, probably. Yeah, it's been, like, legit seven years. And two. I was... It's been two years. Uh, <laughs> it's been seven years since I took that hoodie from him. Yeah. And um, I was taking, like, a random summer course. Um, I was bored. I was done one of my degrees, and I wanted, like, a course to, like, up my GPA even more or whatever. I don't know why I took this course. I think maybe the prof I liked or something. It was summertime course, and usually summertime courses are, like, less people, like, whatever. Yeah. And he had graduated, like, a year after, in, like, 2010. So he right. had graduated, like, six years before. And I just happened to, like, that day, for whatever reason, like, that hoodie was still in my closet. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to put this hoodie on. Like, it was kind of like, it was like a cold, like, summer day. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, put this hoodie on. And I walk into the classroom, <laughs> and he's sitting in the front row. <laughs> And I'm wearing this fucking hoodie. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> How is that a thing? How is it that I randomly found this hoodie today, thought I'd randomly throw it on, took this random course. This guy graduated six years ago. He's randomly in this yeah. course. It was so mortifying. And I, it takes a lot for me to be embarrassed. But I was like, this is fucking embarrassing. It looks like I've been like, you know, smelling this hoodie for seven years, like missing him. Yeah. Did he say anything? No, he said something to me, and we'd, like, talk, like, casually throughout the course, but yeah. he never, like, addressed the hoodie. But I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I, like, turned, went to the washroom, was, like, like took that yeah. off. Yeah, it was pretty fucking embarrassing. Oh, my God. I, like, <laughs> and so that's why I said, like, the jump of this, or, like, it, I look great in it, first of all. It hangs really nicely. Uh, it's the perfect length to wear for, like, for leggings, and I'm like, I ain't gonna give this back. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, like, I'll show you. I still have the hoodie. I'll yeah. show you. It's, like, you can't even really tell what writing was on it. It's, like, paper thin now from, like, use. <laughs> But, like, I feel like it's so different to having, like, like a guy. A this is a guy, yeah. and it was, like, a bright, like, hot pink pair of panties. I'm but, like, like, it's not like you, like, forgot we're in there. Like, yeah. Exactly. And it's not, like, I mean, maybe it's something that you're wearing and, like, power fine, to you. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's, it was just, like, a bit of, like, a, 
Like, I wish it had been a framed picture. You yeah, know? yeah. Pennies are a little more like, ooh. Yeah. Um, so we dot them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Okay, well, that's kind of it for the first season, or first episode of season three. Um, Riley, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Van City Riley. Uh, my Instagram is slowly getting better. Bear with me. Yeah, you have like three hundred and something now. Yeah, I've done a couple of like things. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a couple of photo shoots. Is what I was like alluding oh, yeah, to, that's, but that's like, true. thanks. Yeah, you might start getting paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, you guys can find me at 50plusatip on Instagram or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. And you guys, make sure to check out our amazing sponsors. We have Temptations Avenue, which is a Canadian-owned lingerie brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off your entire order. That's TIP25 for 25% off. We also have Truly Lifestyle Brand, which is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its absolute best self. Their before and after photos are absolutely insane and totally speak for themselves, so make sure you go check them out on Instagram. They also just launched a new vitamin C serum and a scrub, which is amazing. So definitely check those two out and use our code truly plus a tip for 10% off your first online order. And our newest sponsor, Miss Envy Botanicals. Miss Envy Botanicals is dedicated to producing 100% organic medicinal cannabis products available at upscales dispensaries now nationwide. They have a wide range of products ranging from topical skincare, culinary additives, and cannabis oils and phoenix tears. All of their creations are produced with the best organic non-GMO ingredients and infused with love. And lastly, make sure to follow at tiffany.yolanda underscore and DM her to learn more about the amazing Monet products. I totally vouch for them. They are fantastic. Thanks, guys, for listening. Have a wonderful week. And happy hoeing. Bye. Okay, hold up. Don't turn us off just yet. Keep listening to hear Riley extremely butcher our sponsors. I'm so sorry, Miss Amy. Thanks. Thanks for sponsoring. Oh, my God. Please don't stop. Don't hate us. We try. <laughs> and a big welcome to our newest sponsor, Miss Envy Botanic. Botanic. Booty, booty, booty. <laughs> And a oh, <laughs> wow! And a wonderful welcome to our newest sponsor, Miss Envy Botan- Botanicals. <laughs> 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 and yeah, <you. laughs> they're like, we don't want to sponsor you anymore. <laughs> oh no! Why are you wanting to say booty? <laughs> Botan- botanicals. <laughs> and a warm welcome to our newest sponsor, Miss. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> One more time. And our newest sponsor. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I won't laugh. <laughs> okay. Woo. And I guess I'm the star. And our newest sponsor, Miss Envy Botanicals. <laughs> Botanicals. Botanicals. Oh Can I say God. it together? Botanicals. I'm pretty sure you said botanicals. <laughs> well, let's go again. 
And our newest sponsor, Myth Envy Project. <laughs> Did you say Myth? <laughs> myth Envy. Okay, we try one more time. <laughs> oh no. Okay. And our newest sponsor, Miss Envy. <laughs> and our newest sponsor, Miss Envy Botanicals. Miss Envy Botanicals is a dedicated is dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this again. <laughs> and our newest sponsor, Miss Envy Botanicals. Miss Envy Botanicals is. <laughs> <laughs> you first one was so good. <laughs> Just copy and paste it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like how this is like taking as long as the episode. I have to do it in parts. Okay. Okay. You can. You can pause, and I'll I'll splice mm-hmm. them together.